Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran Tayyiban mubarakan fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna Wa yarudha Ashadu an la ilaha Illa allahu wahdahu La sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan Abuduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasihul Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bisunnatihi ila yumiddin Thumma amma ba'd Ya ibadullah Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah For guiding us to Islam And for guiding us to the sunnah Alhamdulillah, it is such a ni'mah, such a bounty that Allah Ta'ala, He has bestowed upon us. It necessitates from us thanks that we are thankful unto Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala for guiding us to Al-Islam. Alhamdulillah, we are Muslim. Alhamdulillah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He has saved us from much of the distress, from much of the anguish and the pain and the agony that is experienced by those who have not been guided to the deen of Al-Islam. Alhamdulillah, when a person's perception is correct and is sound, it will be easy for that individual to deal with the ups and downs of life. When a person understands the reality of the situation, that this worldly life that we are in it is not the beginning and the end of the affair. But rather, there's after this life, the true life. And our time here is thus a preparation for that life. So the one who puts forth a good preparation, then for that one will be a good life. And the one who does not put forth a good preparation, then he would have regretted with the ultimate regret. And he will woe unto himself for not preparing for his life. Ya ibadullah, let us look and let us reflect on the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That which Imam Turmadi, rahmatullah alayhi, he narrates in a zuhud on the authority of Anas, of Anas, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Qar Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إذا أراد الله بعبده خيرا عجل له العقوبة في الدنيا. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, and I want us to listen, I want us to pay close attention, so that we may alter our perception, we may change our perception, so that we look at things properly. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said that when Allah intends for His slave good, when Allah wants good for His slave and it tends for his slave good, then he will hasten his punishment here in the dunya. He will hasten his punishment here in the dunya. وَإِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِعَبْدِهِ شَرًّا But when Allah wants for his slave harm, أَمْسَكَ عَنْهُ Then he would withhold. He would, will withhold. بِذَنْبِهِ حَتَّى يُوَافِ بِهِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Then he will, 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 will withhold until that slave will come يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ having now to carry the full burden 
of his sins and of his transgressions. Imam Uthameen rahmatullah alayhi explains, reminding us first and foremost, al-umur kulluha biyadillah, that the affairs, all of them, they are in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are in the hands of Allah azza wa jal. لِأَنَّ اللَّهِ يَقُولْ عَنْ نَفْسٍ Because Allah Ta'ala, He says about Himself, فَعَالٌ لِمَا يُرِيدٌ That Allah Ta'ala, He does what He wants. He does what He wants. فَعَالٌ لِمَا يُرِيدٌ He does whatever He wants to do. Allah Ta'ala, He also says about Himself, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَفْعَلُ مَا يَشَاءٌ Allah does what He wants to do. فَكُلُّ الْأُمُورِ بِيَدِ اللَّهِ so all of the affairs are in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also the Imam, Imam Uthaymeen rahmatullah alayhi, he reminds us of our situation. He reminds us of our state. Well, insan and the human beings, me, you, every human being, la yakhlu min khata. He is not free and devoid of mistakes. He or she is not free and devoid of sin. And from transgression and sin, mistakes, transgression, sin, and we are not free from coming up short as relates to an obligation. Even the obligations that we do them, we come up short. Even the obligations that we do them, we come up wanting. Even in the obligations that we do, we miss the mark sometimes. We don't do them exactly as they should be done, we come up short. فَإِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهِ بِعَبْدِهِ خَيْرًا So when Allah Ta'ala, He wants for His slave good. بِعَبْدِهِ الْخَيْرِ He wants for him the good. عَجَّلَ لَهُ الْعُقُوبَ فِي الدُّنْيَا Then He will hasten His punishment here in the dunya. إِمَّا بِمَالِهِ That punishment, it may come as some difficulty as relates to His money, to His wealth. أَوْ بِأَهْلِهِ Or will come as some some harm that may come to him by way of his family. Some difficulty that may come to him by way of his family. Or may come by some harm or difficulty that comes to him by way of himself. That he gets sick, that he has ailments, so on and so forth. Or by something or someone that is connected unto him. It will cause him harm. It will cause him strain. It will, it will, it will pain him and so on and so forth. Cause for him worry and the like. المهم what is important أن التعجيل له العقوبة what's important is that the punishment is hastened for him in here in this dunya things that that individual may have been punished for in the akhirah he is punished where here in this dunya لأن العقوبات تكفر سيئات because the hard things the hardship that comes the pains and agonies that come to an individual that come to an individual who is a Muslim then it will be an expiation for his sins it will be an expiation for his sins فَإِذَا تَعَجَّلَتْ الْعُقُوبَةِ كَفَّرَ اللَّهُ بِهَا عَنْ عَبْدِهِ so when the harms when the punishment, it comes quickly to the individual here in this dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by way of them, then he will expiate the sins for his slave. He will expiate the sins from his slave. Laysa alayhi them. Until there is no sin upon him. Waqad 
until the calamities, until the trials, until, until, until it cleanses him. It cleanses him from what? From his sins. Hatta, listen, the Shaykh he says, until, innahu la yushaddida ala insan mawtahu until even as such as the individual's death, his dying moments will be made more severe upon him. His dying moments, his last moments upon earth will be made more severe upon him, more more grievous upon him, more pain upon him in those final moments. Why? Because he still has one sin or two sins upon him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his mercy, he will make the last moments of his life even more so painful. So to take this last sin off, more so painful to take these last two sins away, more so painful to take what remains from sin away from that individual, to expiate what remains from sin away from this individual. Until he leaves this dunya Until he leaves this dunya Clean, cleansed from all sins This is a ni'mah This is a bounty This is a bounty that is recognized By those who understand the reality This is a bounty that an individual Who understands the reality and how it works he recognizes this bounty that the Abd, the believing slave, when he goes through the trials, when he goes through the tribulations, this is not something that is bad for him, but this is something that is good for him because when he is patient upon such and anticipates the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sins leave him and he is rewarded for his patience. So the sickness that comes to the Abd, be it the flu, be it the pricking of a thorn, be it, be it, be it, be it. Due to his patience, sins will leave. He is being cleansed from sins. And due to his patience, he is being rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So an individual who is sick, laid in his bed with the flu, the believer, sins are leaving and he is gaining reward due to his patience and anticipation of the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a person looks at it from this, it makes it easy for the believer to deal with any calamity. It makes it easy for the believer to deal with any sickness. It makes it easy for the believer to deal with any pain, any ailment. It makes it easy for the believer to deal with any type of restrictedness as relates to his money, as relates to his wealth. It makes it easy for the believer to deal with poverty, easy for the believer to deal with disease, Easy for the, for the believer to deal with death. Easy for the believer to deal with any troubles he may have from his family and the like. Easy because he knows and he understands that there is not a single worry, not a single pain, not a single ache, except that sins will be coming off. And due to his patience, he in anticipation of the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will be rewarded. So the believer will thus look at calamity as a good sign. Thus look at calamity with a smile. Thus accept the calamity wholeheartedly because he will understand, she will understand that in reality is good for them. Hada, aqulu qawli hada, wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum, wa li jami'i al-muslimin, fa astaghfiru, fa innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim.
Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ba'd Ya ibadullah It is incumbent that we learn to alter the manner in which we look at the dunya so that we are not saddened when we see those who are evil being increased in this and being increased in that when we see those who disbelieve having good health not ailing from this and not suffering from that we shall understand the reality is that this is because this is a recipe for their destruction that which will plunge them further into that which they are upon from misguidance and this is only due to the evil that emanates from themselves that they are worthy of such due to the evil that is in themselves this is why what happens to them happens to them because because the punishment will be appropriate to the crime the punishment it will be appropriate to the crime Allah when he intends for his slave evil he will withhold from them any type of harm he will increase them in that which is good so that this will delude an individual even further and this is due to them choosing delusion over the truth this is due to them choosing falsehood over that which is right this is due to them choosing the following of their desires over the compliance to the rules and regulations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala due to them choosing shirk which is the greatest them, which is the greatest sin, the greatest oppression, the greatest misappropriation over the tawheed, over worshiping Allah and Allah Azza wa Jal alone. So therefore, because they have turned away from all that is good, then there is nothing left for them but a life of misery. Even if they don't perceive it, it is only left for them the road that will lead to the ultimate misery. The Shaykh, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he says, وَلَكَنِ إِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهِ بِعَبْدِهِ he said, but when Allah wants for his slave evil, He will delay for him any type of harm that comes to him. He will delay. Because see the believer, when the harm comes to him, it opens up the door of self-reflection. It opens up the door for him to reevaluate his situation. Naam? It opens up the door for him and is an encouragement for him to make tawbah unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this from another standpoint, we see that when the believer is touched with a calamity, it's, it's, it's all good for the believer. Because it opens also from the many doors of good that opens up to him, it opens up the door of self-reflection. It opens up the door of tawbah, to repent unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to analyze himself and to see where he comes up short so that he may try to strive to mend those deficiencies and so on and so forth. But for the one who has become deluded because they have deluded themselves, then Allah Ta'ala, He does not allot for them this opportunity. So therefore, He delays from them any type of calamity. Naam. And Allah Ta'ala, He will gradually give to them from this and gradually give to them from that. Naam. From the what? From the bounty. Until what? And He will repel from them any type of harm. Hatta until until they become arrogant, until they become haughty, until they become prideful, until they believe that it is their kufr that is a cause for them being in such a good situation and so on and so forth. Because they turn to it, Allah Ta'ala, He left them to that which they have turned to. Because that's what they have chosen, Allah Ta'ala, He left them to that which they have chosen. So that in the end of the affair, they what? They will see the reality of their awful choice. As they say, they are given enough rope to hang themselves with. 
And they become happy, but with a happiness that is what? Madhmuma, that is dispraise. They become happy with a happiness that is dispraiseful due to what Allah Ta'ala has blessed them with. So we should reflect upon this. That if we find ourselves sinful, we find ourselves transgressing the bounds of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. But yet good thing keep happening, good thing keep happening, good thing keep happening. Then we need to stop. We need to pause. Perhaps, perhaps we're in trouble. If we find ourselves doing all types of evil things and there are no bad repercussions that we see now, then we need to pause. Because if it's being delayed, doesn't mean it's not coming. If it's being delayed now, that means it's coming later. And we don't want it later. We rather it right now in the dunya. We rather it right now. The Shaykh, he says, فَحِينَ إِذَنْ the individual who's like this, that kafir, who excels in disbelief, but he's a billionaire. Excels in disbelief, but he is healthy. Excels in disbelief, but he has, but he has, but he has, but he has. Until he meets his Lord. Until he meets his Lord. Until he meets his Lord, drowning in his sin. Submerged in his sin. So thus he will be rewarded with it, meaning he will be punished due to it in the akhirah. He will be punished and chastised due to his sin where in the akhirah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from the likes of this and safety from this. So when you see a person, when you see a person who contests Allah Ta'ala and who was blatant with his sin and with his transgression, and Allah Ta'ala, he removes from that person any type of calamity. And he continues to give him the bounties. They know that Allah intends for that person evil. This is because Allah will delay for him the punishment until the day of judgment. And now he comes on the day of judgment and he will receive his punishment in full. He will receive his punishment in full. Ya ibadullah. In another narration, the Prophet wasallam he tells us the reality of the situation for the believer. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, That verily, the greater the calamity, the greater the reward. And that Allah, when He loves the people, He puts them through trials and tribulations. When Allah loves the people, He puts them through trials and tribulations, calamity, hard life. Look at the Anbiya and the Rusul. There were none from the human beings that were more beloved to Allah Azza wa Jal than the Anbiya and the Rusul, the Prophets and the Messengers. Look to their lives. Look how rough their lives were. Look how tough their lives were. Look up, look at all of the trials and the tribulations they had inside of their lives. Reflect upon Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam and what he went through from hardship. His people ostracizing him. His people trying to kill him. 
being sent away and 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 and, and, and thrown out, kicked out of his land at a young age, left to fend for himself at a young age. His family, his father turned his back on his own child at a young age. Why? Because he wanted to worship Allah and Allah alone. He did not want to make shirk with Allah Azza wa Jal. Look at what he went through in his life. Look at the calamities that Ayyub alayhi salam he went through. Look at the calamities that Yusuf alayhi salam he went through. Look at the calamities that Yaqub alayhi salam he went through. Look at the calamities that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he went through. Look at how hard their lives were and these were the most beloved unto Allah Azza wa Jal from his ibad. So when Allah wants good for a people, He puts them through trials and through tribulations. فَمَنْ The Prophet ﷺ, he said, فَمَنْ رَضِيَ فَلَهُ رِضَى And whoever is pleased with the trials and the tribulations, then he will have Allah's pleasure. Allah will be pleased with that individual. وَمَنْ سَخِطَ فَعَلَيْهِ سُخْطَ But whoever is displeased, he is angered. He is, he is made vexed by the trials and the tribulations, then he would earn Allah's anger. Then he will earn Allah's anger. Let us reflect on the reality of this situation. So that when the trials and the tribulation they come to us, we know how to treat them with patience. We know how to treat them by understanding what is contained therein from bounties. We know how to treat them by anticipating the reward from Allah We know how to treat them by being pleased with that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put us through. Recognizing Allah's favor upon us that by way of this the sins is coming off of us now so we don't have to be punished later. So alhamdulillah is happening now. Alhamdulillah I'm sick now. Alhamdulillah my back hurt now. Alhamdulillah I have this ailment now. Alhamdulillah for the stress now. Why? So I don't have to pay for my sins and transgressions then. So I don't have to pay for it later. Alhamdulillah, Allah is putting me through this now. This is a sign that what? That Allah wants good for me. This is a sign that what? That Allah loves me. This is a sign that what? That I'm on the right track. Why? Because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm praying my prayers. I'm fasting at Ramadan. I'm being dutiful to my parents. I'm doing, I'm paying my zakah. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a Muslim. And yet this thing still happened to me. Alhamdulillah, the sin coming off. Alhamdulillah, due to the patience. Alhamdulillah, due to anticipation of the reward. I'm still being rewarded. Alhamdulillah, it is all good. Because for the believer, it is all good. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has not made us of those who do sin and transgression. And they are increased in good. So it adds to their delusion. They are increased and plunged further into delusion. They don't never stop to reflect over their situation. Alhamdulillah, Allah has not made us from them. There is not a single billionaire. There is not a single trillionaire if one exists who was a kafir except that he would have traded all of that in due to being dipped in the hellfire just once. And no matter how bad the life of the believer was, no matter how bad the life of the believer was, he wouldn't mind doing it over and over and over and over and over again. Once he's dipped inside of the Jannah once. Because he realizes that anything happened in this dunya, the reality of it is, it ain't worth nothing. It don't mean nothing. If in the akhirah you're going to be in hell. No. No. We're not, we don't want that. And if you are going to the Jannah, 
then who cares what happens? Who cares what you lose, what you gain? Who cares what you have, what you don't have? Who cares? Because the true success, the true success, the true ownership, is you taking ownership of your spot in the Jannah. And we ask Allah to make us of those who are able to take ownership of their spots in the Jannah. We ask Allah to make us of those who are kafir will take their spot that was for them in the hellfire. We ask Allah to make us of the people of Jannah, of Jannah. And for those, we ask Allah Ta'ala to make us of those الَّذِينَ that when they hear a statement, they follow the best of it. Then he makes us blessed wherever we may be. And that he makes us of those so that when they are given, they are thankful. And that when they are tested, they are patient. And from those who when they make sin, they ask for forgiveness. Because those three things, those are the signs of happiness. هذا يا عباد فأقيموا الصلاة إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر.